Good morning, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed it so far. Um, The gospel choir have been amazing, haven't they? Uh, My vocal training for them all this week has really paid (laughs) off. Gabriel has learnt a lot from me over our short friendship. Um, So he's he's really picking up. So well done, Gabriel. As Adam said uh, earlier, my name is Ian. I'm one of the leaders of the church, if we haven't yet met. Um, It's been a good morning so far. I always get to this time of year, and as I'm standing here singing the carols, I have that realization of, oh yeah, Christmas is really here. There's still lots to do, Um, but uh, it's all good. I've been enjoying it so far. So, we really are in this season of mercy, with this arrival of this baby that we are celebrating thousands of years after his birth. And babies are good news. I've been present at three births, uh, all of them quite an occasion. Um, Eden, my middle child, she was really in a rush to get out when labor started. Um, I, I drove to the hospital, which actually wasn't that far away from us at the time. I got there in record time, obviously adhering to the local speed limits. Um, And as we got there, within 25 minutes, Eden was born. And I was so grateful, because she knows I'm not a patient person, and I was probably getting hungry and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) And as we were in the delivery suite, before she was fully birthed, she started to cry. And the midwife said, I've never seen that before. And I thought, oh dear. This is a sign of things to come. I'm actually 28. I don't re- this is what has happened after the... I, I may look like I'm in my 40s, but I'm really 28. Um, so, I just... Actually, I, I meant to show you a little picture, if I can. That was... That's not baby Jesus. That's baby Eden, just in case you were confused. That was her as she was born. That was... Uh, seven years ago. Let's take that off, because you won't listen to me if you're looking at Eden. But she was determined to make an announcement of her arrival. And man alive did she make that announcement. But the announcement on that day in September, seven years ago, was nothing like the announcement that happened over 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was born. Firstly, even before he was born, there were declarations about this baby that was coming 700 years before he was born. Now, my my wife and I, as far as I'm aware, we only had nine months' notice that Eden was coming. But the world was told 700 years before the prophet Isaiah, by the prophet Isaiah. It said in the verses that we've seen today... uh, there's not good range here, Max, today, so you're going to have to uh, keep... That's, that's it. So the verses that we read today, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. This was 700 years before Jesus was born. And those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now, my girl, Eden, she is really special. But nobody prophesied about her birth 700 years before it happened. Not that I'm aware of. 
She made quite an entrance, but nothing like the entrance that we've read about in these verses today. In the next ones, it says about the shepherds were living in the fields nearby, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the, the angel tells them about not being afraid and what this Jesus is going to look like and how you're going to find him. And then at the end, it says, Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, that didn't happen when Eden was born. My wife probably doesn't like a fuss, so she would not have appreciated the heavenly hosts appearing. But that, that was an entrance. That was a declaration. Why all the fuss, though? Why is this event still remembered thousands of years later? Because a true king was born. The season of mercy has really begun like it said in the video. What, what does mercy mean? Uh, a definition I found says that a love that re responds to human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. At its core, mercy is forgiveness. I don't know if you picked up some of the words in some of the gospel choir songs this morning, in the first song, I think it was, about what mercy did to me. It says what mercy did for me. Lord, you found me. You healed me. You called me from the grave. You gave me real love. Thank you, Jesus. You washed away my sins. Oh, now I'm living like I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. That's what mercy did for me. I didn't want to sing because, you know, I didn't want to show the choir up. But, <laughs> but this is... This is the beginning. Christmas, this baby Jesus, this is the beginning of mercy. Now, you may not class yourself as a believer or a Christian. You might not think that God, or even if God exists, is distant and removed, not caring for you or the world around. But this Christmas message tells us that that is far from the truth. And what we are really, or what we really should be celebrating, is this amazing gift given to us. That through God, the revealing of his love, through the birth of his one and only son, Jesus, second person of the Trinity, became flesh, dwelt among us, felt our pain, our suffering, our rejection, so that we can know God and know peace. And we can anticipate more than just what is around the next corner of life. For to us, it says in one of the readings, to a child is born, a son is give, given, the government, the government will rest on his shoulders. Now, you may or may not have been pleased with the result this week in the general election. Silence. <laughs> speaks volumes. Now, <clears throat> but this Christmas story tells us that we can ultimately be at peace. Jesus came to show us God's love. And this massive demonstration of his love finally revealed when he died on the cross. The government resting on his shoulders, not Boris Johnson's, the government resting on his shoulders means that even when everything 
is going on around us, troubles, difficulties, we know that God is in control of all things. We know that God is for us and not against us. One day everything will be made new and government will be perfect. It is not perfect right now. Whoever will have got in this week, government would not have been perfect. But one day everything will be made new. And in, until then, if only you come to Christ, will you find a peace that surpasses understanding. A joy that if you're really dwelling in Christ, will never fade. It says, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The one who came down in this story, the one from the readings who we've heard from today, is God himself. He came to pay the price, to die for us so that we can know God, be reconciled to him. This Christmas story isn't the end, it's the beginning. He grew up. He lived an amazing life. Did and said amazing things. He actually claimed to be God. People don't always believe that when you say that. But he did. Or that he was. Or that he was who he said he was. One of the, re- one of the things I find helpful is what, believing in Jesus is the disciples. The people that lived with him day and night were convinced that Jesus was perfect. They were willing to die for this message. To tell other people about him. And they did. And if it wasn't true, surely at that point of death they'd have gone, no, no, it's okay. Now, I I don't know if you're like me. If you want to try and convince people that you're perfect, you don't start with the people that you live with. (laughs) Or that you work with. The people that I spend a lot of time with know that I'm not perfect. My parents are here and they can testify that I am not perfect. But the, the, the disciples were convinced. They must have seen the glory and magnificence of Jesus. It was like looking at the sun through a filter. They were looking at the very being of God through the filter of a human being. All through the New Testament, people were saying, who is this? And the disciples came to the conclusion that Jesus was who he said he was. And we cannot go around saying that he was a good moral teacher, but I don't accept him as God, or Jesus was just a guide for life, because Jesus didn't really give us the opportunity for that, because he went around saying that he was God, and that he was dying for us. C.S. Lewis said, a a man who said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something else. The other evidence we have that Jesus is God and he's still alive today are the people in this room. People have had their lives changed by Jesus. They have met with God who is alive today. My life was changed by meeting Jesus. 
They've, pe- people in this room have had an encounter with God or they've looked into the Christian faith and found it to be true. They were seeking after something. There's a really good way that you can look into what I'm talking about today. And that is called Alpha. Do you know, I'll just share a little secret with you. I had a dream last night that I forgot to mention this. <clears throat> and then I woke up in a cold sweat. But I'm there, so it's okay. Now, um, there's a really good way to look into what I am talking about. And it's called Alpha. Alpha is set over 10 weeks where you come along, you have dinner. And we watch something at a different aspect of, the, of Christian faith. And then you can just ask anything, anything. There's a short video we're just going to show that helps us explain what Alpha is all about. Life moves fast, doesn't it? Every day there is so much to fit in. But do you ever stop and think? What's the point of it all? Do you ever ask yourself, is there more to life than this? Alpha is a series of sessions exploring life, faith and meaning. It's a space to explore the big questions, to say what you think and hear other people's points of view. First up, there's food, then a talk, followed by a discussion. Each talk explores a different aspect of the Christian faith. And then in the small group, you get to say exactly what you think. The aim of the talk is to spark conversation, each week unpacking a different question. There's no obligation to say anything, and there's nothing you can't say. Seriously. It's an opportunity to hear from others and contribute your own perspective in an honest, friendly and open environment. Why not try it out? So, our Alpha is starting on the 29th of January. It's at 7.30. Honestly, come along. Ask questions. This Christmas season, you'll watch lots of TV, lots of fiction will fill our minds and our lives, but why don't you take some time out of your life to consider this true story of grace and forgiveness? The best gift that is on offer this Christmas is a free gift of grace. This is the season of mercy, as the video before said. We've had many people in the last few years that have come along to Alpha and asked questions. They found that Jesus was and is the only way to God. To an unspeakable joy, to eternal life, to no longer fearing death, to be given true meaning and purpose in life. You might think that sounds exclusive, to say that Jesus is the only way to God, but Every other religion says our founder was a great moral teacher. And if you live this way, follow these rules and you'll be okay. Morality and goodness is enough. But Christianity says that's not enough. That deep down your situation is worse than you realize. And that Jesus had to come and die for you. And that you have to put all your hope and trust in him. Is that exclusive? 
Or is it just a different diagnosis of the situation? It's like this. If, if you were sick and you'd gone to see several other doctors and they all said, you'll be fine, just rest and drink some fluids and you'll be okay. And I come along and I'm a doctor, hard to believe, I know, and I, I say to you, all the other doctors are wrong and your condition is terminal unless you take this particular medicine. How would you respond? You wouldn't say, you've got no right to say the other doctors are wrong, you are arrogant and narrow-minded. No, I think you'd say, I want to find out whether that's true. I may be mistaken, all that what I'm talking about this morning. Or I may be saving your life. I may not be, I don't think I'll be narrow-minded. Every other religion says, earn your life. Secular society says, create your life. Jesus says, my life for your life. Christ became what we are, that we might become what he is. It's called the marvellous exchange, beautiful exchange. He enters our life so that we might enter his and behold the Son. He died on a cross so that you can be forgiven for turning your back on God. He took the punishment of death that we deserve and all we have to do is invite him into our life and take what he did on that cross onto our account. I would say this morning, it is a gamble not to thoroughly investigate Christianity. Christmas means that Jesus came down and got involved. Christmas is the first line of an invitation. Not to have it all worked out. Not to try harder, not to be perfect, but to be counted in his hands. As the video said, the message is not do better, but of amazing grace. The season of mercy. This story is true. The mystery is revealed. The saviour is born. What? We read here, and what we remember at this time of year is only the beginning of the story. And this could be the beginning of his involvement in your life. This is a gift that we cannot earn, that we don't deserve. But it's a gift that we can freely receive by trusting in Jesus. It says in the Bible that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal Life, Not just believing that God is real and that he existed, although he is and he did. Not just by believing that Jesus is the Son of God and he came to save us. Or even that he wrote, died and rose again, though he did. But by putting your trust in his death on the cross to make us right with God. He's offering you a new gift of life this morning. To come into your everyday existence and be your Lord. So you might not understand everything, or even have doubts, but he promises to come into your life, hear your prayers, and give you peace in the midst of it all. If you want to receive that gift today, you can speak to God now, and know that the Lord who knows you, and loves you, is listening. And if you want to do that, you can just say this prayer after me in the quietness of your heart. Why don't we all bow our heads as I pray?
Let's just have a moment of silence, apart from the children, obviously. So if you want to receive that free gift of grace today, you can speak to God. And he's listening. So why don't you just say these words after me. Dear Lord, thank you for Christmas and all the good things you have given to me. Thank you for your great love in sending your son, Jesus, to be born into the world. I'm sorry that I've turned away from you and pushed you away from your rightful place in my life. Thank you that Jesus came and died so that I can be forgiven. Thank you that you rose again so I can receive new life. Help me trust in Jesus and his death on the cross as the only way by which I can be right with you. Forgive me, help me grow and learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Amen. 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 As I said, you, if you've got questions <clears throat> or doubts about what I've said this morning, there was, there's an invitation, and this is what it is on your seat. This is an invitation to come along to Alpha. I'm going to be standing at the back uh, after the service, probably eating mince pies, but also uh, wanting to speak to you questions and we've got a sign-up sheet there because it would just be really helpful for us to know who is coming. So I'd love to speak to you. Okay, I ask you to stand. We're going to sing our last carol uh, of the morning, Hark the Herald.